Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and we actually have a guest with us from the great, wonderful, beautiful state of Utah. We've got Brandon Patrick with us. So, Brandon, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. I have to, I have to tell you, a couple of years ago, my family, we took a vacation where we went to Portland, but then we drove back through the, across the United States back down to Texas where we live. And nice. so we spent uh, we spent a day in Salt Lake City and just, I mean, just driving across the state, I was like, man, this is a gorgeous, this is a gorgeous state. There's some incredible uh, landscape and just beautiful mountains. And I was just amazed. Oh, I mean, I, I went to grad school in Hawaii and and Utah drew me back. Um, and Hawaii is beautiful and yeah. it's probably a bit more beautiful than Utah, but but barely. I mean, I love it here. It's so diverse and beautiful. Well, I kind of think there's, I joke about how I think there's two categories of people in the world. There's, um, there's beach people and there's mountain people, uh-huh. you know, and I'm like the beach people are probably all the extroverts and then the mountain people are all the introverts, you know, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> That's probably an oversimplification, but, <laughs> yes. um, but Hey, I'm glad you were able to join us. I want to just dive right in because I'd love That's for it. our listeners to be able to kind of get to know you. Um, you're yeah. a counselor in this area of dealing with sexual addiction and sexual brokenness as it, as it is in relationships and individuals. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you ended up in this space of ministry and this space of work? Yeah, I really don't have that amazing of a story, to be honest with you. Um, I graduated with a degree in economics and I got a job as an auditor and I I hated it. Uh, I just just felt like it wasn't for me and that I wasn't doing much. in terms of serving God. And, and so um, I, I was thinking, man, I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at connecting, empathizing. And my brother was a therapist and he, I got talking to him and he's like, you know, you really should look at this. And so that I, I got into therapy and I loved it and I hated it. And um, I worked in the system for a while and it was, it was really, there's a lot of burnout and I about quit. I don't know how many times, Jonathan. Now help me um, understand what you mean when you say you worked in the system. Uh, I was working for a county funded program. I was okay. working for, you know, people who, who had committed crimes. They were forced into treatment. Uh, it was kind of their punishment for committing the crime. And, and parts of the system didn't really work to treat them very well. And I was just given really difficult clients all the time. And I just thought, I'm, 
what am I doing? Maybe I need to do something else. I was making a social worker salary, you know, and I tell you what, one thing after another, after another just pushed me back in and I couldn't leave. I couldn't quit. Um, God wanted me here for some reason. And that's, that's my story. That's, that's why I'm here. Anything from a supervisor that I was assigned to that just told me to hang in there. It's going to get better. Hang in there. Um, to my wife being an amazing support and telling me like, God's doing something here with you. Just stay, stay for a while. And so here I am uh, 13 years later. Um, I've been treating, I've treated many, many people for sex addiction, betrayal trauma. So now the interesting thing to me though, is that, you know, this is a very specialized field. In other words, I'm kind of wondering how you went from, sort of now when you said you were working in the system was that still related to sexual things or was that more of a general counseling no it was drug addiction so gotcha. okay. and, and, and whenever you treat drug addiction there's sex addiction prevalent sure. oh yeah um but to be honest with you as i was growing up you know i'm i'm 41 now uh, the internet really came out when like right at the end of my high school years and I watched pornography get introduced to the world on a whole new level. And, um, and my friends getting into it. And I could just see this wave coming and this demand coming. And I knew, that, I knew that there would need to be good resources out there. So I always in the back of my mind thought that I'd, I'd navigate this way and, and help people in this space. Yeah. Well, that's great. I, I've, I'm a firm believer that we can't have too many people in this space of help because I agree we're, we're swimming in an ocean of sexual brokenness and addiction and all of that. So I did yeah. want to hone in on one thing that we can talk about because when I had reached out to you about being on the program, one of the things we do kind of in our, our intake of, of asking guests to be on is like, Hey, what do you want to talk about? Right. And the first thing you wrote down was healthy masculinity. And I was like, yes, let's go there. So <laughs> this, the whole topic of masculinity is uh, kind of a mess it right is. now in our culture. So can you take us kind of just from, from square one, like if you're trying to help anyone understand what you even mean by the term masculinity, where would you start with someone? So I think, let, let me start with what it's not. Um, masculinity is not uh, being macho. It's, it's not being controlling. Um, it's not having big muscles or a big truck or anything like that. Um, uh, now, it's okay if you have those things, but <laughs> um, that's not masculinity. And a lot of times when we think of masculinity, all of our all of our ideas that are fed to us by the media and that that's what we think of. We, we think of wrestling and trucks and those type of things. Uh, masculinity is actually quite different than that. Um, I believe that masculinity is the essence of a man um, that God has created. And, and so what is that? What, what is pure masculinity? Um, masculinity is, is groundedness. It's steadiness. Um, it's being centered. Um, it's results oriented. It, uh, it creates safety for the feminine and space for the feminine to thrive and, and, and connect to. Um, masculinity is, 
is loving and kind and at the same time boundaried and firm. Um, so so that, that's an idea of, of what masculinity is. And you're right. It's getting attacked in every way right now. And I would say, you know, we, we could almost even say that both masculinity and femininity are just trying to be dismantled and sort yes. of thrown aside for we don't really know what the replacement is, just kind of this amorphous type <laughs> being that doesn't have any sense of, uh, you know, meaning. Um, but, but let me ask you this, when, when you're trying to, because some of the things you were describing there, help me understand the differentiation between that and, and the feminine. Because I do think, you know, some of the things you're saying, I'm going, well, that's, that's not so far apart from what a woman could be, you know? Right. So. so the feminine, so, so think about it this way. Um, the masculine is like a tree and it's rooted and it's grounded. And the feminine is like the wind and the wind comes and blows up against the tree and the wind, it, it, it shakes things up. It moves things around. It creates, but the masculine, it moves it, you know, it's, it's affected by the wind, but it's grounded and there's a steadiness there. So the, the, the wind makes the tree stronger and, and the tree actually supports the wind. It, it, it butts up against the wind and is connected to it. So the feminine is, the feminine is much more um, experiential. So the masculine is more about results. Like let's, we have a task, let's get it done. The feminine is more about the, the experience. So it's like, here's an example for you. Every time I go home, I swear my wife is rearranging our furniture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like, I just don't get it. I'm like, well, if you, if you don't want the furniture, let's get rid of it. Let's take it to the thrift store, give it yeah. away. Like, but, but she, like every couple weeks, moves the furniture around. And it wasn't until I really understood her femininity that I mean, my masculinity was coming and saying, I don't get it. This is crazy. But she likes to experience something new. She likes to feel her space um, be, be different and experience that. Um, so th that's one thing about femininity. Femininity is also receptive, um, very intuitive, and um, nurturing. That, that's a, a, a trait of the feminine. So those traits are really, really important. And when you have healthy masculinity, you have healthy femininity, and they connect, it creates this what's called polarity. And this polarity, I believe, is where the, the greatest creation as a couple and as a, a human, our life purpose exists. Um, we, we can create and do more and, and, and have more purpose together than separate. And so... Femininity is absolute. It, it's not masculinity versus femininity. It's no, a, you no. Know, you know, and, and feminists, the feminist movement actually get it totally wrong. They try to turn into the masculine to say that they're feminine, right? Right. Um, but masculinity supports femininity. Femininity supports masculinity. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I think uh, some of what I'm hearing you say is there is a, there's an integrative integrated nature to the masculine and the feminine. And I think that's the part that is being really pressed against right now, maybe in our culture a lot, is uh, because there's, there's such a high value placed on autonomy yes. and individuality 
that we've lost the beauty in, hey, it's okay to actually be, it's actually not only, not only okay, but it's good to be a man and it's good to be a woman. And it's good to have those very clear distinctions without going so far down there to now we're going to pigeonhole you into, you know, uh, the masculine is the marble man, you know, yes. and, and the feminine is like Betty Crocker. It's like, no, no, right. no, that's not, no. that's not what that's about. So can you help us, help us a little bit on the masculine side of how do we break free from some of those caricatures of masculinity when that's all we've maybe known? Well, I, so I love what you're saying is a, a, a really healthy masculine man if we were to drill it down, is a man who, who knows who he is, trusts himself, and has confidence, um, and, and, and knows that, you know, God is a son of God. God loves him. There's unconditional love there. Um, and, and so in, in that love is confident and knows who he is. That's, that's true masculinity. Um, the caricatures the Marlboro man or the, you know, whatever that's put in front of us. Those, those things remind us of everything that we're not, everything that we should be um, in order to be good enough, but we don't measure up to that. And it starts creating these narratives where we start losing sight of who we actually are because we feel like we're falling short. Um, and that starts to feed this shame narrative um, and, and starts to break down our masculinity. Um, throw pornography in the mix there and it really starts to break it down. Yeah. You know, cause when I, uh, when I was growing up, I, I never, I just could never fit into the right mold in my own mind of like, what is masculine? Because I mean, my whole life, I never, I mean, I was an athlete, so I, I had that going for me in the sense of like, okay, great. I'm a great athlete. So that, that sort of checks a major box in terms of right. being, you know, really man. Yeah. But the reality is, is I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy who lives in the country, but doesn't own a pair of boots. I don't hunt. I don't fish. I'd rather take pictures. Right. You know, it's like, I love nature, but I'm not going to go kill something. You know, so it's, right. there was a sense of real confusion in my own being of like, can I be a man? Like, can I? and then of course, like you said, I love that you mentioned pornography because that's something that gripped my life in a huge way. And so that made me see my my masculinity then through a very overemphasized aspect of my sexuality yeah. to the point where like masculinity was about, you know, taking and pursuing and conquering sexually right. instead of like serving and loving and giving. Yeah. And the, the other thing that porn does, I mean, you take it, you take a kid at a young age um, raised in the church or whatever he, at a really young age, um, he finds porn and he, he uses and consumes the feminine in, in the wrong way, right? Um, but something about it feels really, really good. And, and so it feels good, but he, he feels guilt and he feels shame and he knows it's wrong. And so he starts to think, well, if that felt so good and it's bad, then I must be bad. I must be flawed. Um, I'm just a pervert. I'm just this. And so he starts to hide. Um, just uh, he starts to hide things about him, doesn't live his life in the light. And that, that shame starts to deteriorate him. And 
and, and, and when I talk about healthy masculinity is trusting yourself and being confident and knowing who you are, you can see how that, that really contradicts that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it, even out into adulthood, you can see that the masculinity isn't there. Once these guys get married, if they've been living in shame for so long, they then think, oh, well, I'll show up as a husband, but they show up weak. They, yeah. they don't show up strong as a husband in their, in their marriages. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because one of the things we talk about around here a lot when it comes to men and uh, maturity, it, which fits into masculinity, is the idea that um, most of us grew up as boys into manhood with a severe deficiency in our yes. emotional maturity. So we did not know how to bond or connect or actually have healthy relationships because that didn't fit the, the uh, caricature of masculine narrative. Right. So, how, so help us think about, like, because when you talk about a guy getting married and it's like, okay, you know, maybe a wife loved fun, fun boy, but now she's wanting like man to show up. Right. He goes, right. this is all I got. You know, I don't, I don't have anything else. So... <laughs> Talk a little bit about that, about the need for, for masculinity to include a growth in our emotional maturity, being able to know our own feelings and also then how to express those in healthy ways. Well, and I would, I would add to that. I'd say healthy masculinity is um, being, you know, really growing emotionally, being mature emotionally, but it's also, it's, it's, it's more so spiritual than anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, with that, with that shame at a young age, getting caught up in addiction, it one prevents you from learning how to cope with life and your emotions. So you you go and you numb things out. You you know you escape in that way. Um, but two, it it really starts to disconnect you from from God and 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 understanding that who you are. And so, um, what happens, John is is that when, when an adolescent struggles in life, when they don't feel okay, they turn to the pornography to feel okay. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel okay. They're actually taking their question of who am I am, and am I okay to the woman. They're taking it to the feminine to say, please validate me. Tell me that I'm of worth. Tell me that I'm okay. Um, that, that's a big problem. And do, you know, do you know why that's a big problem? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and, and it happens in the reverse too, right? Women come to the man looking for their validation and their identity and their femininity Absol- sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, and, so then we go, yeah. now we're spiraling both of us kind of out of control, not knowing our identity, not knowing who yes. we really are. And it becomes a I gotta, mess. I got to tell you a story because I've heard this, I don't know how many times, all the groups that I run, this guy um, relapsed and he did something horrific. He relapsed. And, and his relapse was pretty severe. And so he, he laid in, in bed at night all night long thinking, do I, should I tell my wife? What, if I tell her, like, should I, should I or should I not? It's going to hurt her. Um, I know I need to tell her. I need, I need to be honest with her. And so finally he concluded that he needed to go tell his wife. So he goes and he tells his wife. And what do you know? His wife got upset. Um, by this horrific relapse that he had. And in that moment, he felt defeated. He felt crushed. He felt like 
he'll never be okay, right? Now, sometimes when my clients tell their wives, their wives get in a lot of fear and they, they have sex with them or they, because they, they want to control the situation. Right. What, what happens is, what I'm trying to get at is they, they turn to a woman and they relapse. They use a woman in lust to feel okay. And then they turn to a woman, again, their spouse, and they don't disclose just out of, I want to be an honest man. They disclose out of this place of, I need you to tell me I'm okay. I still need you to validate me. And so what I said to this guy is, yes, you need to tell your wife. You need to be honest with her. But your wife's response and her reaction does not determine your worth. Don't use her for that when you disclose because you're trying, femininity will not bestow your masculinity. Masculinity bestows masculinity. You get your masculinity, you get your question answered from God, not from your wife. Your wife's not there to do that. Don't consume her for that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I would say that there's even a, there's even an additional component to uh, that masculine uh, affirmation that we need. And it certainly comes from God, but we need other men too. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, not, not to turn to another man the way we're trying to turn to a woman for validation. We still need that ultimate source of validation to come from God. But I think God has designed us in a way where, you know, even in a married couple, guess what? A, a husband needs other men in Absolutely. growing his masculinity in the same way that a wife needs other women to help kind of affirm and grow her and her femininity. Absolutely. If, if, if she is the primary person, the only person that he goes to, to say, am I, am I masculine enough? Am I okay? That's a big problem. So mm-hmm. he needs to go to God. He needs to go to other men. And, and he needs to connect there to, to really feel that he's okay. One other thing that I wanted to just maybe ask about as we have you know, about five or six minutes left here is thinking about the, the aspects of masculinity that often just get so dismissed. We've talked about one here of really dealing with the emotional self and, and, yeah. and dealing with that. But can we talk about, if I can put it in these terms, the, the, the softer underbelly of masculinity? Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking of things that, that don't often come to our mind when we think of masculinity, like, like creativity and gentleness and kindness uh-huh. and sacrifice and service. I mean, we might think of service, but we often think of that still in a very powerful way rather yes. than a vulnerable way. So can you talk yeah. about the vulnerability of masculinity? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought this up. I, I, uh, when I lay, lay next to my son at night, my five-year-old and uh, tell him a story and tell him how much I love him and give him a hug. Is that masculine? Absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely is. I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking about it because in my true essence, um, I feel like a man as a father doing those tender things. Right. But, but, but something undermines it. And it's, it's the whole belief that we have, you know, all of, the, all of the messages that have been given us. That's not how a man acts. A man doesn't empathize with his wife. A man actually tells her what should happen, right? Should, right. He controls her. That's not true. A real masculine man holds space for his wife and empathizes and, um, and, and, and is very vulnerable. Um, vulnerability is at the heart of masculinity, 
one of the things one of the things I like to think of is um, it, is that masculinity is actually about um, having broad enough shoulders that you can submit yourself and surrender yourself and and be vulnerable and be um, in a position, if I can put it this way, in a position. Dude. Okay, you there? Sorry, we had a little. Yeah, I lost there. you. I lost you. Okay. So you were saying to put put him in a position. Yeah, to be able to 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 put a, a man put himself in a position to where it's not just about him being vulnerable about himself, but right. him having broad enough shoulder to say, "I will put myself in a vulnerable position to carry your pain." to carry your vulnerabilities and your weaknesses. I believe Amen. that is at yes. the essence of masculinity. It's not yeah. about controlling and dominating and, and overpowering. It's actually about surrendering ourselves to a position where, if I can put it this way, our strength is in lifting up those around us that God has put in our care. Amen. I mean, if, I, if my wife comes to me upset and I get defensive and I get... And, and in my defensiveness, I get, you know, controlling and showing her how, how strong I am as a man. That's not strength. Right. But if, I, if, if, if she's upset and I am steady and I know who I am and I, op- I, I want to process that with her and understand her, that's strength. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and, and that's vulnerability as well. I'm, I'm strong enough to sit in that vulnerability with her. So we've only got a couple minutes left here. I'd love for you to be able to kind of just, just whatever word of encouragement you would have to those, those, guys, those men out there, especially that are feeling like, man, my head's kind of swirling about, I've got such a strong uh, history of the caricature of masculinity. I, uh-huh. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm terrified about what you guys are talking about, about all this vulnerability and emotional stuff, and that that's also must be part of what it means to be a masculine man. Can you, can you give any kind of words of encouragement or even what would be a first step, so to speak, for a man to pursue healthy masculinity? Yeah, that, if, if I could give a couple of things, this is what I'd say. Is one, you said it already, is connect to your brothers. Um, you know, we, we, masculine men were built to, to run in tribes a little bit. And so connect to your brothers. Two, um, get out and experience some adventure in your life. Um, feel alive. Feel like a man. We're built to, we're, we're, we're built to roam and, and have fun and get adventurous. Um, and the last one is to connect to the feminine in a healthy way. Um, you know, if you don't know what empathy is, there's plenty to, to read and watch and learn. But go, go hold some space for the feminine. Um, connect and empower that femininity to come out. Mm-hmm. And as you, as, you, as, you, as you connect to the feminine, as you have adventure, as you connect to other men, you're going to feel more alive. Um, looking at pornography, um, just lusting, you feel this false sense of masculinity. You feel powerful. You feel like this, but, but there's a come down from that. There's a, there's a I'm, I'm a broken man. Um, there's something wrong with me when, when you go get that false sense of masculinity. When you, when you serve God, when you have adventure, when you connect to the feminine, you don't, you don't have that come down. You feel good. You feel empowered. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, Brandon, I really appreciate you being with us today. Where can uh, our listeners learn more about you and, and get connected to any resources you might have? 
Yeah. So, um, I uh, thank you for having me on, by the way. It's been yeah. awesome. Um, so I have, I have a podcast called the therapy brothers podcast. Um, it's me and my brother, Tyler. We both treat sexual addiction, betrayal, trauma. So, uh, you can find a lot of content there at therapy brothers. Um, I have another platform called the betrayed, the addicted and the expert. And, um, we have a few courses there. We just launched a course called beyond betrayal. That is awesome. Um, so you can find that at um, beyond-enough.com. Um, you can find our resources there. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for being with us, Brandon. It was great to have the conversation. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and listeners, um, we are glad that you're with us. Uh, we couldn't do this without your um, being part of this program and without your support. So thanks for being with us. We look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.